Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. I may be our favorite mom here at Radio MD, but with my kids, never quite so sure. As I was talking to my guest off the air, I told them what a demonstrative mom I can be sometimes. And we know that the single most beneficial thing we can do for our kids is to love them. They thrive when they feel loved. Can you overlove your kids? I don't know about that. But how do you show love to your kids? What is really... It, it may seem straightforward, but it's not always quite so. My guest today, Dr. Naveen Marotra, he's a pediatrician in private practice in New Jersey and a fan favorite here on Healthy Children. Welcome to the show, Dr. Marotra. So it does seem straightforward. You show love to your kids, but not everybody has the same idea of what that means. And as a pediatrician, what do you want parents to know about that? Well, it's great to be back, Melanie, and there's just so much to to tell the parents, and I think each parent is different, and how they show love to their child is also different. Uh, You know, there are people that are very stoic, and they provide for their kids, and they say, okay, well, this is how I show love for my kid, because I'm a provider. Then there are parents like you who are so demonstrative that they're constantly hugging their kids. They're constantly, uh, you know, cuddling their kids and talking about, oh, I love you, my darling, and oh, you did so wonderful, come give a hug to mom, and so on. So it's a wide spectrum. So each family has to decide what is the way that they want to show love to their child. But the bottom line is that the child needs love no matter how you do it. So, okay, we've got things like Valentine's Day coming up, but every day should be a day to show love to your kids. And parents don't always realize the effect that words have on kids and the effect, you know, they say sticks and stones, but words can never hurt me. But that's just absolutely the opposite. Words can have more of an effect than almost anything else. So how do we choose our words and what do we say to our kids besides I love you, I love you, you know, come give your hugs to mom, things that we can say that can build them up without in this day of narcissistic selfies and kids with their phones taking pictures of themselves all the time, how can we build them up without overdoing it or sounding fake? Well, I think that... It's a key thing to understand, and we don't realize that. You know, we're very free with our words, and they say the tongue is the sharpest weapon that somebody can have because it goes deep in and it stays there with anybody who you're talking to. And especially, you know, we we make Valentine's a big day, a big deal. But as you said, it should be a Valentine's Day every day. And one of the most important things is when you're talking to your kids, and I think I'm at fault, just like a lot of the parents out there, that we often use sarcasm, or we'll mock the kid, or we'll say, oh, you said this, or wait, did you say this? But really, if you're positive, the same thing can be said in many different ways. So if you're a good role model, and you start to say things in a positive fashion, and you try to avoid sarcasm or mockery, the kid will really understand your purpose. They will really, you know, take that as a positive way. And whatever they learn from you is what they're going to transmit to their kids when they're elders. 
I think one of the more important things that we need to touch on, doctor, is paying attention. Because again, in this day, this electronic age, and the kids are always staring down at their phones. But if his parents were doing the same, then as you just said, they're going to learn from us. And then they're going to be the parent that stares down at their phone while their kids are, you know, talking to them about grades or vice versa. As a parent, you want to talk to them about their day. You want to be in touch and communicate and they're staring down at their phones. So paying attention and, and how do we get each other off our phones to, you know, uh, to really pay attention and give each other that one-on-one that's so necessary. Right. And, and I think that is, uh, true across the board because, and the research continues to show that, that with the use of technology, the use of media, the use of smartphones, we're really not learning how to communicate. We're not engaging in those family meal times. We're not engaging in the family time that needs to be had to connect with your child. So having that eye contact, setting aside a day, maybe on Sundays or, or some other day where you can just be with your child and ask them, you know, if you don't have time on a daily basis, how was your day? What did you do? Tell me about what's going on. And have that warmth that the child needs. You need to be able to say, I'm sorry, please, thank you. A lot of these words, which you think are frivolous, or you may take them for granted, but if you get into the habit of saying that, and you make it a habit to incorporate these family times into your daily schedule, that is what the child will cherish and will take forward when they have their own kid. But if we let them be totally in their smartphones and their smart medias and don't communicate with them, then that is what they will learn. And they will not learn how to communicate effectively. Well, it's true. And also there's been some, you know, talk about hugging and we can hug and hold our kids and, but pulling away. And they say that the parent shouldn't be the first one to pull away. And this may seem like a weird thing to bring up, but my son is the one who brought that up to me. He said, mom, they say you're not supposed to pull away from me until I'm ready to pull away from you. (laughs) And I thought that was so interesting. So I'm like, okay, I'll hug you as long as you'll let me stand here and do that. And now we have these little sort of competition where it's like, okay, who can hold on the longest till you realize that you really have stuff to do or something else, you know? And so it's become a kind of a fun game, but he's the one that pointed that out to me. Have you heard about that? Um, well, I haven't. And I'm sure, uh, you know, the kids and especially teens and adolescents go ahead and communicate on their chat forums and they read. And you think that uh, they're not understanding or they're not reading or they're not interested but they are very well aware of what goes on. So, um, you know, to be not pulling away, obviously, is a great thing for the child to go ahead and and bring up to you. Um, I know, especially when they get to be in the adolescent stage, they just feel very, um, I I guess, you know, the word they would use is icky, or they would say, oh, mom, don't hug me in public, or just stay away. But at the end of the day, that hug brings a lot of warmth And it provides that comfort and it provides that security that the child needs um, to know that their parent really loves them. It is. It's important. And then there are like other little things we can do. We've, you know, seen commercials, notes in the lunchbox and, you know, that sort of thing. And it seems as parents, Dr. Marotra, that we spend so much time saying clean your room or pick up your laundry, or put your clothes away, do something like that, that it seems like it's so much negative. 
but his parents were busy. You're a parent. How do we balance that trying to be relaxed, trying to be in the moment with your kids with the, come on, we got stuff to do, and them saying, that's all you ever do is ask me to do chores. Right. And and that's where I think it becomes extremely critical for each parent to have that time that they are going to go ahead and call or speak to their child or have those family times. And I know we're all at fault at this, and I'm notorious with this. So, you know, my, my son makes it a habit now to call me every day from college. And, uh, he, you know, a lot of times I'm busy or I'm, I'm at the hospital or I'm in the clinic and I don't pick up the phone. And when I do pick up the phone, he gives me that sarcastic remark and says, oh, wow, I'm blessed today that you picked up the phone. So, you know, we have to make it a habit to go ahead and give the kids the time that they need, no matter what happens, because they are, they should be our priority and they should get the love and attention that they need. And that is what they will pass on. And I'm going to keep on bringing up this point that whatever you teach or whatever as you are a role model for your children, they will become the role models for their kids. When you were telling that story, it sounded a bit like the Harry Chapin song, Cats in the Cradle, you know, because it kind of changes around. The father's very busy, then the son becomes really busy and, you know, turned out just like the dad. And so it is kind of a cyclic thing. Now, as far as discipline, you know, people have different opinions on how they should discipline their children. But discipline and love go hand in hand because children need boundaries and they need discipline and they need to feel ashamed sometimes, but it's got to be loving discipline. But sometimes, like, if a little one's throwing a tantrum, that's the least time you want to, like, hug them, (laughs) you know, and show them love when you just want to go, ah, and scream inside. So, again, there's that balance. What do we do? Right. So, with discipline, I mean, as a parent, you need to have those boundaries. You need to lay down the rules. And the children need to understand that you are the authoritarian. And there's definitely, you know, you can discipline without being violent. You can discipline without having any sort of corporal punishment. You have to use those nonviolent forms of discipline. And you can use a reward system. You can go ahead and revisit when the child is calmer. So when the child is throwing a temper tantrum, often we will say, go ahead and hug the child or, you know, try to uh, get them to calm down. But you're not going to be able to rationalize when they're in that frame of mind, when they're angry, they're yelling, they're throwing a tantrum. So you have to wait until that tantrum is done with and then go back and revisit and talk to the child and see what what they understand, what they don't understand. But if they've done something wrong, they obviously have to be disciplined. And you as the parent have to lay down the rules. If you don't do that, the child is going to do whatever they want. And they know that, oh, Mom's just going to hug me anyway, so what's the point? I'll do whatever I want. But we have to lay down the rules, and we have to make sure that they are within the boundaries. So, you know, love and discipline, just because you're disciplining a child doesn't mean that you're a bad parent. You have to do both, and you have to balance it back and forth. And all the parents say, oh, my God, that's such a tough job. I can't be a disciplinarian when I need to love my child. No, you need to do both, and you have to learn how to balance. 
It's true. And it's not always easy. Nobody ever said being a parent was easy, but loving your child is certainly easy. It's just the ways that people show it. Wrap it up for us, Dr. Marotra, because the American Academy of Pediatrics does have some suggestions such as helping your child to foster positive relationships with friends and siblings, and then even learning to cook with you as a way to learn to cook healthy and enjoy a healthy lifestyle together. So give us your best advice and what you want parents to know about showing love to our kids, not only at Valentine's Day, but really all year round. Right. And and I think I'm, I'm so glad that the American Academy of Pediatrics has come out with tips on showing love for your child, which are available on the website. Um, we as parents, yes, we mark out a special day for Valentine's Day, and Valentine's Day has been always promoted as a day for lovers, but the love, the first love begins at home, begins with the family, and you have to make sure that every day there's a loving and nurturing environment for your child because that is what is going to make a happy environment for the optimal growth of your child and to foster a good development. So don't think just by showing love that you are not letting them be disciplined. You have to go ahead and communicate with your child. You have to show them lots of love. You have to, at the same time, discipline them and make sure that you are hearing what your child is trying to say to you. So happy Valentine's Day to everybody, and let's make every day a Valentine's Day. I love that. What a beautiful exit to the show. It is so important, Dr. Marotra. And you're such a good guest. And I imagine you are just an amazing father and pediatrician. Thank you so much for being with us today. And remember to share these shows. And as Dr. said, the American Academy of Pediatrics has put out these tips for really showing love to your children. And you can find that at aap.org or healthychildren.org, their consumer website. And of course, we'll put them on our site as well. This is radiomd.com. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening and stay well.